Hey, check Dirty this out. Working. Me and Maddie was talking about the to- topics he said. Yeah. So he likes this one: confidence versus arrogance. That's a good one. Me, that's I agree. For yeah. at least one of them. Yeah, Carl's really arrogant, and I'm just I just have confidence. I'm confident that Carl's uh, arrogance is fucking up the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Heckleproof Comedy Podcast with Zach Bolton and Carl Lee. And Maddie J. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of yes, Heckle Proof. Let's want to say Happy New Year. How which one is? Let me see. Happy New Year. What applause? <laughs> I was trying to figure out the soundboard. That's not <laughs> it at all. Yeah. Happy New Year. That's- Happy New Year. <laughs> Oh, you didn't turn this one off like oh, I told you, like a stupid that. idiot. Oh. <laughs> Happy New Year. Stupid oh, don't give him any buttons to push. I know. Guys. Don't push my buttons. Don't do it. But if we were going to push buttons, we would push the following buttons, which are our sponsor the buttons. The following sponsor buttons. Which is Chadwick's Pub, Roe Regency Yen, and also Hawaiian Hut. Yep. And we have a, a couple of new sponsors. That's one of right. them being Courthouse Family Fitness. It's a, core, it's a local fitness company here. That Carl and I actually attend. Mm, those arms sponsored by Courthouse. Yeah. Arms sponsored by Courthouse. Yeah. And we also are excited to welcome on board the Point Pub and Grill. Point Pub and Grill. Cheers, Mike. Just food out of Central Point. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, Medford, and Medford. They have the Medford and South Medford. Too. And they're going to open up another location soon. Then. Another yeah. one right across from the Courthouse, actually. And they got some oh. bomb-ass food. Did you just double sponsor up? Double up. Zach's getting extra checks. Zach's getting extra checks. And of course, not supposed to know about that. Rogue Comedy Underground. Also in the building. Mm -hmm. So welcome, welcome back. And Maddie's joints. We we don't have a guest today because we scare them off. We scare them off. We do. Yeah. You know, after the last few, it's been real hard to get people on the show. It's been difficult. Levi really scared everybody off. He really did. See, the, the ratings were so high on Levi's episode that most of the guests were like, nah. Yeah, it was one of those things where... How do you follow the goat, you know? The goat. <laughs> the goat. That reminds me of Waiting, the movie Waiting. You've seen Waiting? Mm-hmm. Where they do, like, the bat wings and the uh, goat. They tuck their balls back. That movie legs. is so <laughs> underrated, and most comedians haven't seen it. And I it'll, have it. It'll you gotta watch it. It's hilarious. The Waiting? It's called Waiting. Just called Waiting. Waiting. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. sequel that's really shitty that you shouldn't watch. But oh, the, wow. There's first two one. sequels. Oh, there's two? Yeah, I just know Still Waiting. Is they, that the second one? They, there's like a third now. Waiting again. Bad. Also, yeah. more still waiting. waiting. Still more waiting. Well, <laughs> take I think a number. It's actually still called take a Still Waiting. <laughs> yeah. Still also waiting. But the original one, it's a phenomenal movie for those mm-hmm. of you who are, are hearing this for the first time. Watch waiting is about what goes on behind the scenes with a, a like a chain restaurant crew. Yeah. And as a person who's worked in food service for a few years, getting my career going, if you will, that's some of my first jobs. I cannot stress how accurate this film is. It's yeah, yeah. I remember that flick. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And I don't want to uh, spoil it. I like that you said. Just think about the word goat and batwing, and we're yeah. not going to say what that means. But watch that nope. movie. Nope. Mm-hmm. The goat and what? Batwings. Batwings. Batwing. Batman got Gibbon, a wing sore. Carl, you obviously have a Batman. Batman got a restaurant. <laughs> right. Y'all want some of these There's bat that wings. new Batman coming out with... Uh, he got some Batwings. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> have you seen that preview for that? We got Robin Wings. Okay, Carl's stuck. 
car the car's broke. We that get, wing. We let him get it out of there. I like that he's wing. Broken. <laughs> he's broken. He's, he always, he's, he's hey, Carl, stuck. do you remember? Bad wing. It I could like be worse. Bad wing. Hey, Carl, bad wing. <laughs> you mean that bad wing? That's what I'm going to say next time I go in a restaurant. What you mean you ain't got no bad wing? Right. Is it because of the supply shortage? Here. I like bad wing. <laughs> Have you seen Anchorman too? The second Anchorman? Mm, I can't remember. Oh, uh, that's that's in there. He's serving bat wings out of his chicken shop. It's the guy that did the sports thing, you know. Mm. And he's like, he's like, these aren't bat wings. He's like, you know what they call bats? Chicken of the cave. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's right. literally chicken no one calls sea. that. And like, like chicken of the sea. Yeah, Will Will Ferrell's all eating it, and he's like, I mean, look at this, and he's like, he flaps it because it's got a wing. <laughs> it's all you, fried up. But you know, it's funny you said chicken of the cave. It took me forever to realize that starfish was a star kiss that fish tuna fish. Yeah, yeah. When they say chicken of the sea, that's it, t- is it that? took me forever yeah, that's to that. realize what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a kid just hit a fucking commercial. You're like, chicken of the sea. You're like, that makes no sense. No Carl's sense. like, right. the hell it is. I know my chicken. And then they just Because say, they that's compare. like saying that if you eat chicken. <laughs> I was too young to you realize eat- that's what Negroes do, Zach. I didn't know <laughs> at that age that we were. Well, <laughs> it's also great because it works in the reverse. Like, it implies that chickens are tuna of the land. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. had tuna of the land? Tuna of the land. <laughs> we got we got a company to start now. With and that. I'm like chicken of the sea. Like them motherfuckers <laughs> drowning chickens. <laughs> they can chickens only swim. swim. They can only swim for so long. Chickens cannot swim. Panther. Carl becomes an environmentalist because he misread, <laughs> misread a slogan. <laughs> like now, I'm gonna become a environmentalist now. Chicken in my of the old sea. Age. No, that is not right. You should not yeah. be drowning those chickens. <laughs> exactly. I'm the one, only oh. one out there looking for drowning chickens. But sequels, man, I don't think people should do too many. The sequels game it's is hard. It's hard to make a good sequel. Because speaking of sequel, guess what movie I just went to see, took my lady to see? was I think it's the third one. What is it? I just Scream. Saw it. That's not the third one. That's the oh, sixth one. The God damn. See how far behind. The Scream sequel. 6. And it was not good. Oh, you saw it too? It was terrible. Yeah. So we just fucked it up for I, you I see home. where they were trying to go with it, but the acting was horrible. They killed off like a main character that they shouldn't have killed off. Yeah, I didn't like the way he died. Do we? Do we? Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. That Do was we? like he was a legend. He was David Arquette. He was. Sorry for the spoilers. That's all right. <laughs> Matt and I gonna watch that shit it's anyway. All right. I tried to send Levi on a wild goose chase, but he had. What that. Is he looking for? He's looking for a lighter for me. Oh, <laughs> that's man. hilarious. But Dewey, key. but Dewey was There's fucked an app up. You can use. There's an app. Yeah, just to light your flames joints. out your headphone jack. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, these. Levi, I think it's uh, it's in my jacket on the bed. It's a trick to get him to go it's in It's in there. between the mattresses. <laughs> well, there, there's a few. I just don't want to send you it's even in the most random spot. The, you have to undo the fire alarm. Do you guys realize that First Levi, of all, you've got to offer something to the boatsman to take you across the river to get to the bedroom. And then <laughs> <laughs> you realize Levi is wearing a Levi's t-shirt? Yeah, he really is trying to get sponsored. He's wearing, like, that's like me wearing a Carl's Jr., like, oh, uh-huh. I'll hit my ear. You hit your face. I like it's Carl's, Carl's Jr. Carl's uh, non-affiliate. Thank you. Just what a good producer. Thank you. <laughs> I could not. I could not do this episode without, without Levi and we. I was going to say we, but yeah, without both Levi too. Them. Yeah, both of both of them. Welcome I, back, Levi. I find. Oh no, Levi. Oh, oh. Levi. Oh, Man, Levi. The yellow one. The yellow one. This is. The yellow one. It's not supposed oh, there, to be. <laughs> it's not supposed to be comedy because you don't Carl, know how to work the gear. Carl changed them. Carl changed them. I changed them. Carl changed them. What's up? Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> Levi the. Uh-uh. <laughs> Here comes the. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> we don't have a goat, but, you know, I don't know. We can get some Fleetwood Mac vocals in there. We should bring a random pet on each show. Rent, like a goat one day and got a pig. I know. Hey, shit, that would be dope. That would be funny. Have you seen the skit with uh, Andy Samberg on Saturday Night Live? He's acting like Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. And he goes oh, up yeah. to him. He's like, hey, goat, how you doing? He's like, I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I produce Entourage. That's dope. It's so funny. He's like, That's all right. Well, and every time he ends it with, say hello to your mother for me, all right? It's so funny. <laughs> That's it's, hilarious. And he goes over. He's like, what's up, Goose? How you doing? I like your hair. <laughs> I'm Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I see you over there. <laughs> I produce Entourage. Doing goose things. <laughs> so People don't realize that he was Marky Mark the rapper. Yeah. He used to boost this cars. This motherfucker was Marky Mark in a funky bunch. He was good vibration. He was a criminal. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. He was white people's LL Cool J. And he he was yeah he sure was and he then was, his brother he was, he was our wish version of Ella his, his brother Donnie was new kids on the block <laughs> yeah but what he's the model what yeah Calvin Calvin, Calvin Klein, Klein yep. that little fucker right you you've you've seen his movies you've seen his music you've seen his package you've seen, seen it all you've exactly. seen it all from exactly. his, he's a triple threat it sounds like, a, it's like he has a documentary coming out about Mark Wahlberg <laughs> you've seen his package. From the man behind the package. <laughs> and the Funky Bunch was not referring to his group. <laughs> oh, the Funky the Bunch. The Funky Bunch could have been. Actually, the group was actually Marky Mark and his Funky Bunch. The Funky Bunch That's sounds what I'm saying, like. That's not, not His Funky that, Bunch. Oh. It sounds like that was the runner-up name for Fruit of the Loom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the second choice would have been the Funky Bunch, but somebody funky stepped bunch. in and they're like, nah. Think, man, that's a good point. I think that would be an accurate name for because who approved that shit anyway like imagine you're in that meeting you're the marketing team right and it's yeah. like we need a name for this underwear and somebody's like go with me on this fruit <laughs> how'd that come up I of even... the loom yeah. yeah i wonder how that even so you know which makes a lot of sense fruit. fruit of the loins fruit of the because, loins because a loom <laughs> is something you sew with mm. so i never understood like fruit of the, it's like okay, the fruit's growing from the loom. Mm -hmm. from the sewn it's too vis it's too much visual dangling things. No, I'll never see that underwear. Underwear, yeah, the fruit. I just wear Calvin Klein's. It's too much because visual. of Marky Mark. Right, that's hilarious. You and his funky bunch. I find I like that would be a dope concept for some underwear. The funky bunch because we know. <laughs> think about it. For I think me, you should rephrase that differently. No, that's the funky bunch because your shit gets funky, funky down bunch. there. Do your balls stink? <laughs> No, it does. Grab a fresh pair of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> it does. It's just like it aerated wicks, underwear. It wicks away like, the air. It does. <laughs> you must don't do a nut check, huh? I got I, my shit clean. Man, whatever. You walking. You got a Funky Bunch right now. I can smell it. Psh, bro, I can <laughs> you got a goddamn Funky, funky Bunch popping off there, right now. I funky get under there the loofah. I get under funky, there the loofah. In the get a loofah. <laughs> I got the loofah down there. I'm just scrubbing away. In the beginning of well, this episode, we had an idea of what it might be. This is, and I feel like this is so far this is the surpassing joy of what episodes. we even thought it could be. This well, is why we wanted to shoot with just us because we go on these weird things. Yeah, I know I got a Funky Bunch. I know what <laughs> my lady one <laughs> I know time, my boss thing. One time my lady was like... That's because like, you refuse to use a loofah. My lady did one of these. You just in there scratching like, with your fingernails uh, or like a washcloth. That was the most easy. embarrassing so shit, though. Was she did, did one of these? That? Why is that? Like, What's that? there's two. There's different people, man. There's washcloth yeah. people. Yeah. And there's loofah people. Females are. Yeah. 
Don't do the washcloths. Well, the washcloths well, people true. are usually it's 50 regional. and older. Not a lot of them. It's and regional. It's weird. It's regional? It's what the regional fuck? It's a regional thing. It's where you grew it's up. Regional. Explain this to me, man. So yeah, you you grew know. up in Mississippi. What yeah. do you do? Here's a washcloth. Right. No, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> what do you I use, use food stamps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the master gave you. That's what you use. <laughs> Welcome to Mississippi. Oh, my God. We pick your towels. I gave my cat a new name. You might appreciate it the other day. And my friend's like, you're not going to say that on the podcast are you i'm like oh i'm definitely saying it in the co- what podcast. is it i want to hear this kunta what the kitty <laughs> oh, you know who that is don't you yeah yeah who to- is it it's toby toby <laughs> I don't know. why'd you tell him i said it at the same time i know who it is i'm no, not four that don't mean five. Nothing. he goes he goes <laughs> but you're but you're not black either yeah <laughs> you don't he know goes, he goes that's like kind of fucked up that's a fucked up joke and i go look at the cat's feet because He's ebony. He's got ebony beans. Ebony well, why couldn't you just fucking call him ebony? <laughs> That's like I see. I it's like too direct. I like humor like That's that because direct. it's funny. It's like really close, but it's funny. It's like, oh, should I say this? But I'm going it's, to. You're saying it's close to funny. No, no, it is funny. Mm. It's just like some people would be like, I don't know, that's okay. But too I did the same thing. Mean? I started a basketball team for City League, and I tried to put in my team name, and they wouldn't let us do it. I did it. Make a swish foundation. I thought that was funny. That is funny. I thought that was funny, and it was like. <laughs> That's funny, Carl. Make a Swish Foundation. What's wrong with that? That could also. They were like, "No, you're making fun of Make a Wish," and I'm like, "No, it's it's sponsored by Listerine. Make a Swish Foundation. Make a Swish. (laughs) Make a Swish Foundation. Make a Swish." Remember in school they give you the fluoride. Make a Swish Foundation. Hell yeah, they did. I remember those days. Fuck a fluoride. Yeah, they didn't do that. They didn't do. They give a fuck about them. It was a weird day. No, they did. Oh, they did? did they? Yeah. Did they tell you about it? Because with us, they didn't tell us about it. It was like they fucking sprang it on you, and they didn't tell us yeah. ahead of time. And when yeah, fluoride exactly. came, I remember the first time it ever happened. I was in, I don't know, grade school or whatever it was. And, and fluoride day came, and they didn't warn us. And the next thing you know, they lined us up. And they didn't tell us what we were lining up for. That's what like, they would thought. Yeah, yeah, like, what is mean. going on? Yeah. They line us up, and then you get up to the thing, and they have this little cup. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here. And you're like, what is this? And they just were like, it's good for your teeth. Yeah. Yep, no, they did the same thing. I think they didn't do that after the night. You know, nowadays, if they did that, what parents would do? Oh, my The pickets gosh. that would happen and the, the conservationists yeah. would come out of the woodwork and you'd have protests outside of the... Yeah, hell you yeah. made my baby swallow what from <laughs> exactly. that cup? Is that exactly. better not be COVID juice? You're going to my juice. baby gums. Right. So... When did they start passing out condoms in high school? Was that this old generation? That was nineties. They yeah, that was nineties. Yep. I don't see a problem with that though. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, at least try to be Here's protective of it. Uh, I don't know if they should pass them out or if they should just have them available. I think they should just have. I think them they should have them. Available I don't think it should be like here for your for right, your fucking needs. What if you're not thinking about it yet <laughs> and it puts it you're in your just fine? Yeah. yeah, then they hand you this your condom pressure, and you're, you're like, like God, I gotta find someone to fuck. Oh shit, I guess it's that. Time. <laughs> well, I gotta find. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta pressure. Find someone to fuck. That wasn't even the pressure. About this is due on Monday. I gotta, I gotta use this. Someone. I gotta find somebody to fuck by Monday. Before this, they looked at the back expiration date. It's Monday. Those shits don't expire until like. I've seen some that are like expires 2036. I'm like, how really effective? Is how, this? Yeah, yeah, hell no, <laughs> right? Can you imagine just using that condom? Like you open it and powder just <laughs> powders come out. <laughs> you put it on. It looks like an airbag deploying. Dehydrated lube <laughs> in the air. An airbag deploying just exactly. Because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember like girls getting pregnant when I was coming up. You didn't have a lot. You had a. <laughs> That's because they didn't tell you, right? <laughs> Don't tell Carl. Don't tell don't. Carl. Reverse black dad. He's going to want to keep but it. I, mean, I want to like, get rid of it. If you I tell mean, Carl, like, we're going to have to keep it. <laughs> but I've been like in high school, like that. in junior high, high school. We didn't, I didn't see much of that. Right. Condoms? Girls getting pregnant. 
We didn't use condoms back then. No, here's the fucked up thing. In junior high, they had a daycare. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where? Oh, I'm just Where fucking. I went to school. Of no, course. it was a thing. A Eagle it Point, thing. right? Yeah. That's yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a. Uh, that makes sense. School? At the point, there was two girls that were at the end of middle school. Are you a baby boomer? Were always, or already, oh, they were always. They were, they were perpetually always pregnant, pregnant like, just dropping God, babies damn. out every season. Just the new season. It's May. Here comes exactly. It's May. Just popping them out like salmon. Just (laughs) you know, no babies are coming. But there were two girls that had babies before the end of uh, their last year in junior high, and so they had some weird program. Junior high when you were a kid was eighth grade still, right? Uh, seventh and eighth. Seventh and eighth. Yeah. Yep. So it's still the same. And so they had some program for these girls so they could still go to school. And then there was somebody that like watched the kids or something. I don't know exactly. He's like thirteen year olds just popping out. But I remember that blowing my mind. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, girl. But you know, in hindsight, half after having been a parent, yeah, like to be done in your thirties. Yeah, right. I mean, you're still yeah. in your prime. Yeah, that's, your yeah. prime. Yeah. that's your prime. Right. You're, we you're talked done about that prime. before. Yeah. Yep. So, like, you know, at the same time, it seemed really scary when I was in high yeah. school. Like, can you imagine having a kid? But now, in the hindsight of it, it's like, can you imagine being done at 35? Yeah. Good point. Do you, uh, you remember? Yeah, if uh, I was 13 when I had a kid, my daughter would be 17 right now. Right. Did you ever have a, uh, uh, when you were the teenager, did you ever have a scare? That a girl oh, got yeah. pregnant? No, no. I was, I was like really Careful. over petrified with, you know, I was like, I'm not going to nut anywhere yeah, near you. I'm going to, I'm going to go into the next room. <laughs> I feel like after, I feel like I'm going to withdraw <laughs> and walk around to the neighbor's house and nut over like there. After that high he walked over. Yeah. Excuse after me, Johnson. School, I had right. You know what I actually did? I pulled <laughs> out and then I put my hand over the vagina just in case any was going to squirt back in somehow. I'm like, Mm-mm, just crawls mm, in there. No, you did not. Look, have this baby. I turned the vacuum cleaner on and just nutted into the vacuum. <laughs> just suck it away from her vicinity. I would just take off both condoms and just both, condoms. Right. both. Both. <laughs> See, Maddie, because Maddie was. I he, went to great lengths not to get exactly like and but but so many. Man, I just remember like you going into it so. But I also like the idea. I, I shouldn't say girls. It wasn't like there was a lot. You know, it's like oh, there was so many, so many. I avoided oh, getting boy. pregnant. That's not. It's not like that. But I just mean to say I didn't have close calls because I was petrified right. about being a parent. And I didn't want to be a parent, and especially not at that age. Yeah. And, and it's uh, like going into it. I remember, man, when you were young, you don't have any clue of how the anatomy works, what it's all about, the uh, you, know, you know, the egg. The sperm. You, you just know well, some this of is us, what you're trying to do. I'm trying to fuck. Some of us were lucky enough to have health class have hit shit before they had sex and then others of us had sex before we even went into health class yeah so, i didn't we didn't so have we went health into health class, class going like, like oh yeah. that makes sense Try to that act was like we know what's going to on too yeah my health yeah, class you were just faking it till you yeah. make it you know literally yeah. I mean, my health class was my mom yeah my mom started realizing that, that was not healthy for me i was <laughs> Coming of age. My mom was too vague about it. Like, she she wanted to talk not, to me. Not Cynthia. Yeah, she wanted to talk to me, but also she didn't want to talk to me. Your mom's name is Cynthia? I never knew your mom's name. Cynthia. Cynthia. My mom, I'll never forget, man, when I was young. Say your name, say your name. <laughs> my mom came in the house, and I was sitting on the steps in the house, on the steps with, with a girl I was dating. How old were you? Mom, I was about 18. Okay. My mom was like, what you doing with erection? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just going to take it outside. <laughs> get something. I'm just taking it out. Oh, no, we, we about to take it to the store. Get, what are you doing with an erection? Just, I mean, I was going to take man, it outside. Like, what you doing with an erection? 
And the girl's sitting right there. She's like, ooh. It must be nice to have ooh. people know when you have an erection. That's crazy. Well, because. <laughs> what, you, because what exactly are you? What Im- the fuck does that mean, Zach? Hey, mom. What do your shit go? for notices. What does your shit go inverted, Zach? Like, oh, nobody notices when I got a. Because I get an internal erection. Thanks, no, mom. Funny. I like to make jokes about it. It's Thanks funny. for noticing, mom. Thanks, Thanks mom. <laughs> That was the most embarrassing. Carl, what are you doing? That big old black heart thing. What are you doing with that shit? I remember at that age, that would have been the most embarrassing thing ever if somebody had noticed. You'd have been like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But my mom you know. noticed that shit. Man, my mom. What are you doing, erection? My mom. Was what you hot. doing walking around? I can't imagine like Carl. my grandma or somebody asking me that. Shit, cause my mom didn't fuck around. She came in the house and knew. Shit, you're lucky she didn't walk up and just flick you in it. That was <laughs> oh one of those moms. God. Like, what? What are you doing? Get that. You were no. just stuck. You're like, take it out. The power of the Lord. Yeah. I expelled this blood. from my house. Cut Every that time, blood flow even, out. You can't even get erections no more. That's how Cut you get that ED. blood flow <laughs> out. She take off her sandal like a Mexican mom. Cut and start that blood flow out. The chancla. Chancla. She had some groceries in her hand and shit. Walked in the house because she knew we were still like making your out. Yeah. You know what I mean? She yeah. knew we were making out. My mom didn't play that shit. I was just gonna take out the trash. Yeah, with the direction we But you know, your mom would have said some like really harsh shit. She would have been like, looks like you're trying to take in the trash. Actually. Oh, my mom will say. Carl, actually, she knows that bro, would make the girl go away. My you know mom I mean? did not fuck around. She yeah. was so the realest shit. Cause my mom was a teenage mom twice. Yeah. So she understood what it was about. But she was not a joke. She didn't give a fuck. She Carl, actually, so real. you were going to leave that musical group you had and start one by yourself called One Erection, I thought, right? One Erection. <laughs> one Erection. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was so that so, was a lot of setup for a very little I was, amount of time. I was trying to say it. I was trying to say it. There goes my baby. He never lets yeah. me do it. There goes my baby with that one erection he had. <laughs> that one. But she was my, like, she flicked get, it. You never I'm got one get again. One a year. She flicked it. You never got one again. But she was my sex education teacher. She was the real deal, man. So she used to. I remember when she first set me down to start talking about it. And I'm looking really? at her like, how did she bring it up? Like, was it just like, Carl, there's things today, that today, yeah, 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 learn. yeah. When you, you're gonna get urges, you're gonna feel attracted. Well, yeah, your body's changing, Carl. But the biggest thing, this was dope. The biggest thing my mom educated me on was uh, where a man and a woman is coming from sexually and emotionally. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sexual and emotional piece that's because, important. Yeah, she broke it down to me. Yeah, your like, dad never tells you that shit. Like, oh, I, by the way, you're gonna that, fuck her up big time. I can't believe you didn't talk you, about this stuff when we had Karina on the show. What, my dad? No. Oh, because <laughs> I don't know him. Yeah, we've talked know. about it several times. <laughs> yeah, actually, Zach. Y'all know my dad? Apparently, that's you ain't. Y'all know my dad? He's yeah. still looking for mail. What are you talking He's about? <laughs> I think I seen him. He was on America. He's still going America's, for milk. He's still, he goes looking. back with like 100,000 gallons of milk. I finally found it. He's on America's Most Wanted. He come I back with him. a flat basketball. I told y'all I was going to get you one. Deflated hoop. A rim with no nets. Told you I had you. I told you. Sorry I missed all them birthdays. Larry. Here's a little here's the Teddy Ruxpin. But but the part my mom oh, told me about the. rock. But the part my mom broke it down to me about the man coming from. That physical place of trying to release. Yeah. And a woman is a spiritual connection. Yeah. That man. She's it's more mental with the women. And emotional. Yeah. And so she, because, and I and I couldn't help but realize, wait, my mom was telling me from experience. Yeah. Because she's been hurt, you know, giving herself and, and, and a man. So I was like, oh, I picked up on that early. Like, so being able to be out there and be aware of that, yeah. man, is like. So now you're like, I got to brainwash all these white bitches? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> just no, you be don't. black. You just have to just be there. Be just be black. And live in the Rogue Valley. What? You ain't take her out to dinner. 
Oh, I'm black. It's a commercial. I turn the lights what? on. Commercial. No, what's cologne? my move? What's my move? Turn the lights what? on. We get a commercial what? for for cologne. Just, just, be, just black. be black. Right. By Carly. By Carly. Oh, Car- oh Kim Kardashian. Dude, that's good. We black semen. Black Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Goofy oh, gray white boys by Kim Kardashian. Can't believe she's dating that dude. She's not a her. Don't be mad. I heard no, she's she not. I'm not mad. You're I'm mad. Just, no, I'll tell you. Pete Davidson yeah. has pulled some. Yeah, but you're nice a little bit mad. Nice looking women. You, you, you said can't believe it. You're <laughs> a little bit the, mad. You, the way you said I'm it. like, what? The way you, you just said it, feel like, like he doesn't even know what's going on. You half just the time. Feel he just goes with it. You should have been given a shot. That's well. All. Am I wrong? Well, when people well, say that, I call my girlfriend the Lost Kardashian. So. Well, I'm just saying when people say that, I feel like all they're really saying is, I just wanted. To be interviewed, also like if you're gonna pick him, like I really I would, I would respectfully like to be a candidate. Yeah, if I would have known, I would have had a chance. I would like Kanye West to be writing diss songs about me, exactly. Not Pete Davidson. <laughs> I like how he's like, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, isn't Kanye like four foot tall? Right. And Pete Davidson's like six, six feet two. tall. Like, like you can't six two or some shit. Six this three. Be like Kevin Hart trying to punch Shaq. <laughs> but he weighs. But Pete Davidson weighs like a hundred pounds. He fly away. And yeah. when you take his tattoos off, he's like ninety eight pounds. <laughs> I think. But yeah, the difference is where's where's Kanye is. from originally? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. We said James. Yo, Pete Davidson is from Jersey. Right? Am I wrong? Pete Davidson's from Jersey. No, he's from Staten Island. Staten Island. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, his dad. Dad died in 9-11. Like, you think somebody from it. Chicago is going to intimidate somebody from Staten Island? Yeah. Really? I think so. Chicago is much Chicago's more harder. The, Staten Island just got rate. fucking Vinny from Jersey Shore. <laughs> right, but it's, but it's also Kanye. It's gonna That's be, all Staten Island got fucking right. Vinny and fucking Angelina. How are you going to be afraid of Kanye? All you got to do is scuff his shoes and he's going to give True. up. Or, or just, You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-mm. But Pete, go in okay. the corner and start scuffing his shoes. But Pete Game, so... I'm glad you brought that up because you and I were talking we were talking earlier about confidence versus arrogance. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So Pete Davis would tell you straight up. Pete Davis would tell you straight up. He's one of the most insecure guys ever. For sure. He talks about that. For sure. You know what I mean? So he got Ariana Grande, who I didn't know what the fuck that was. I thought it was a burrito. I was like, why is he walking around with a fucking burrito? He burrito. Ariana Grande. I was like, I want a burrito. Yeah, he was with her. He was with a, one, one actress. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, no. The lighter went away. But she's another like A lister. Yeah. And then he comes up with Kim Kardashian, and that was all because she was on SNL, and they sparked off on there. Yeah. That was when they started talking, and then they have been hanging out ever since. But Pete's one of the most insecure. He talks about. It. Yeah, he does all the time. So, what is it about it? Because what does it take? Does it? You know, because we can sit there. Oh, he's so confident. I like him because he's so confident. It's like, well, as far as you know. Well, there's, and there's so many <laughs> levels of what confidence even means. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I think the. If you're speaking from the dating perspective, what my experience has been, I've had um, people I've dated who knew their self-worth mm-hmm. and knew they were attractive, right? Not mm-hmm. necessarily thought they were hot, right, right, but right. knew they were attractive, knew their self-worth, had standards, yeah, knew they had something to offer, considered themselves viable, right? So that's a person with, with self-respect, you know? Right. And so that's a certain type of confidence of... I carry myself in a way where I respect myself and I have something to offer the world, mm. right? But and then there's also confidence it. in a way where it's like, not only do I have those things, but I'm confident that you're going to like me because of these extra things, right? Right. And then there's arrogance where it doesn't matter if you like me because nobody's got what I got. I'm the shit. Yeah, nobody's uh-huh. got what I got. I'm better uh-huh. than all of you people. Right. Uh-huh. And so I think there's there's kind of phases 
in the dating world, I think a young girl kind of likes the, I don't care. That kind of likes the arrogance a little bit. Yeah. Know, because younger girls definitely. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and then as you, as you <clears throat> become older, I think it switches, you know, from yeah. category to category. And I think the same thing is true of men, but in the opposite, I think in the, like in the beginning, I think a lot of guys like a super assertive girl. Right. When they're young, especially cause you kind of need that shit. Like to, yeah, yeah. to bust your ass. They kind of Yeah. Right. Lead but then as you get older thing. and you start being able to take care of yourself, maybe yeah. you get a little irritated at somebody always trying to push you because you're like, I'm doing my shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you switch categories, and now all of a sudden you're looking for somebody that's in a different category. So, But I think where it applies is is in how uh, much people want to be around you. Yeah. That's a good point. Because it doesn't matter matter if you're you're Mm -hmm. confident in yourself and you think you're the shit. If no one wants to be around you, not really the shit because you you have so much arrogance that uh huh true yeah. it's taken away that energy is true. negative it's and the same it's, thing it's goes negative in the, in the opposite if you have no confidence and mm-hmm. you project like I don't deserve to be here people you ain't forget. gonna be there people yeah. forget about you you won't be there yeah so no one likes to be around the victim so that's it's like anything else in life there's always an extreme what you can be on either side right. and you're trying to meet some kind of middle that yeah. works for you and feels natural for you and I think for me like being a comic. I have to have arrogance. I have to have a little bit of arrogance because if I step on stage and I make a joke like the Kunta Kite joke, yeah. I don't really, I'm not really entitled to make that yeah. joke technically. Right. My arrogance will make that joke, but the fact that it's not coming from the ego will sell the joke. Totally. Yeah. Because it's like, but I would put I that in confidence. confidence. I don't think it would be. Well, that's be, what I'm saying. Yeah, not, my arrogance allows me to right. do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I sell the joke with, with my confidence, confidence yeah. and how I there say it. There we go. Yeah. You just gave a, Comedy one on one right there. That's you want to be a comic? That's dude. But I think my um my confidence came from the fact that I have to believe in me. Yeah. Because regardless of because I experienced being bullied when I was growing, I was bullied because I was like, you know, mama's boy. Uh, I wasn't. Did you also have people telling you that you couldn't be what you wanted to be? No. Or I was just, it more you were different a little bit? So they were. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You. I was in right. that way because I I tapped into early on. To my uh, to the creative entertainment piece of me, yeah. I create. I tapped into that. Um, uh, Michael Jackson when he first came right. up with Off the Wall mm-hmm. album, his first album, solo album, boom. Then I tapped into New Edition, boom. And I tapped into Breakdance, and boom, all that just started to. And I and I and I and I. And I those loved are it. all good examples of yeah. actually confidence versus arrogance. Yeah, all that you have to have because if you look at any of those <clears throat> artists, they were all very humble. Yeah, right, right. right and they right. should have been yeah. arrogant, maybe because of what they accomplished. Yeah. But like, yeah. man, Michael was the the definition of oh, not yeah. arrogant. You know, no matter yeah. what he accomplished, and he's he very was famous since he was like five. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so I'm doing all that. And I mean, I, man, I was walking around looking like Michael Jackson in the fucking projects. I had the glove. I had all that little projects. Right. And, and and asking do, to get your ass and, beat, and people would take your exactly. People <laughs> yeah. would take your kindness for yeah. weakness because you're because you're not a fighter. You're not so. Right. And they used to you know uh, use me to bully me and all the shit. But I never stepped away from me enjoying who I was because they eventually went on to be in a dope game. Yep, right. Prison and all that shit. And I moved on to be a successful comedian, enjoy my life, and you know what I mean. So yeah, by me staying true, like no, I'm not going to stop being me and and do what you do so y'all could be accepted. I was like, no, I accepted me straight up. Like I didn't give a fuck. So that's where my comments came from by me just staying true to who I was and just kept mm-hmm. staying like that. I mean, like I talk about it on stage too. Like I got buddies who like out of my crew, man, these dudes be, was straight up. It was during that NWA era. Uh, 
starter jackets. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. Starter jackets. Raiders starter jackets. All that gear. Started, yeah. I'm talking about gangstering it up. I'm talking about, mm. I'm, but I'm the only one in the fucking group looking like straight up like boys and men. Denim yeah. shirt, khakis, tie, a cane, right. straight chilling. Or <laughs> cane, I'm like, cane, yeah, yeah cane, like boys and men. You know, I'm out there. You had a cane? Like boys to men, you never seen that? No, but you had a cane though. I, of course, I've seen Hell boys to men. Yeah. You had a cane though. You know what? Sing it with me. You know what? I know. Yeah, I was more of the 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 boys to men slow songs. That was my shit. Like end of the road. That was my shit. Well, that was around the same time. Right. Oh, no but I had that up. look. That's what I'm saying. Everybody else was gangstered yeah. out, but yeah. I'm looking like, or oh, I had the the fucking. You know who else was like <clears throat> that? Is CeeLo. Mm. His whole career, CeeLo, CeeLo has always had his own look and vibe, and it's kind of right. that same that same vibe. Yeah, everybody else, even in Goody Mob, everybody else is yep. like fucking out, and here's CeeLo in like a yeah, you right. Or, yeah. or wearing a spiritual like guru type of yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, having linen, like a one piece muumu. <laughs> yeah. Some people, it's like that's nobody exactly. rocks a muumu like CeeLo. Maybe I'm crazy. He definitely is crazy with the moo moo for sure. That made me crazy. You know what he's like? He's like the Lex Luthor of hip hop. <laughs> he's that weird what? bald guy Does that he even make just music comes anymore? out of no, nowhere that, and he's got weird ideas. CeeLo is a fucking chocolate Buddha. That's what he looks like. Chocolate yeah, he is. Buddha. Buddha. He looks like Morpheus uh, for the for Buddhists. Fuck you. I said I'm sorry for the way I went out of and I'm not going to forget you. You said no, safe. Fuck yeah, but then you, have you, you heard that. Oh, I thought we were PG. Now. You heard that song, <laughs> that song with him and Timberland, the one I came out to when we did the special, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear, you hear CeeLo actually rap for the first time instead of singing. It's like, which song is well, that? Well, the Goody Mob stuff, man, he was a beast. He was kid, He was such a, he was that right. the song actor in Goody Mob. The song is called I'll Be Around. And it's CeeLo and Timberland. Oh. And I first heard this song actually on a on Chappelle. There was one episode of Chappelle show, show. And they do that song live. And I remember hearing that. It's like, uh, what the hell is that? I never heard it before because yeah. I've always heard CeeLo sing. Timberland's a great producer. And like the Soul Machine and that, that album. And that's like, that's how I knew CeeLo was yeah. always like the guy on the hook and not necessarily yeah. rapping. And then the song, like he just bust out this really yeah. great, but he does it in a CeeLo way. Right. So. I love an artist do that kind of stuff. Like another Chris, Chris Brown like, can rap. Chris C Brown can rap. Well, CeeLo is like one him? of the only people I've ever heard who's black rap without a black scent. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's like there's a guy from Jurassic Park with a low voice. He does it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I forgot about I can't that remember his Damn. name. I can't remember his Jurassic name, but he has, he has like this really, really, really low voice, but it's also very, very white. He rapped. Yeah. He, yeah, and he, he really about, stands mm -hmm. out on the tracks because of that. You know, yeah. he's the only guy without the black scent. I appreciate it. Yeah, I forgot about that uh that group. There's so many much hip hop groups, man. But There's a lot. Anyway. But how about this too? Know. Speak going back to confidence versus arrogance. Oh, yeah. Um I was gonna say something about it. How does oh, it go ahead. No, you good. I was I was just going back to like what your point was, talking about how um with the whole confidence and arrogance thing and it's like a like an age, you know how like when the younger they kind of like prefer younger girls prefer like someone who's a little arrogant or thinks they're better than other people. But right. Or dad. I mean, you get to the point where I, when you know you mature and you get older to like my age, where now it's like I'm 30, so girls are starting to see things for what what it is, and um, right, they can see through a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of the really bullshit, fast. and and yeah. you attract what you put out too. So yeah. if you're an arrogant asshole, you're probably not gonna have a lot of people around you. Right. Or you're gonna have like, or you're gonna have people that don't have any value. Around all the you. women on the yeah. selling yeah. selling yeah. Beverly yeah. Hills shows. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna have, have a bunch style. of like, well, I don't. This person's useless. They've lived with their mom. They don't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think I think about it like <laughs> this. Living with your mom. Well, but. <laughs> like a good example is though, 
you know, I, not everything is always such a black and white thing. And arrogance doesn't have to be a Except bad thing. Except for us. Right. Yeah. And I'm in the middle. <laughs> True. I'm like True. you who. <laughs> I'm the you who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, but, go ahead. but no, I mean, uh, here's a great example. Like, mm. all right. So the first time you ever went to a music competition with your group. Remember mm-hmm. you were yep. talking about uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. your group? Yeah. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you or did you not have to use arrogance to sell it? We had to use a lot of that, man. Because you're terrified. It's your first yeah. competition. We would walk around the mall singing. Yeah. So we had to have some arrogance. Yeah. Oh my like God. It's, yeah. A, it's a very useful Who the hell you around. think y'all are walking through the mall singing? Like, you walking through the mall. Don't nobody know mm-hmm. who the fuck you are. Da-da-doo. Da-da-doo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The yeah. very first time. Exactly. Like, yep. exactly. Yeah. We did, man. And so we did that. And that was an arrogance piece because yeah. you had to be. You have to use yeah. it. It's the same thing like uh, uh, if you're a fighter. Yeah. yeah. You've got to have some arrogance. Well, you have to present that to because play you. On. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. that. I mean, even with basketball, you have to have a certain like. I mean, even De La Hoya, who is one oh, of the yeah. nicest fighters that ever and was, he, really he still he used really the arrogance is. when he needed to. He's very kind. Well, yeah, sweet. Right. Um, right, and so that that's my yes. that's my bigger point. Yes. Like when I cross dress, right? <laughs> I take pictures. In yeah, that was that was okay. only one time, and it's that okay. was for Geraldo ratings. Okay, mm, it's okay. Oh, yeah. And those fishnets, he looked good in those fishnets. I mean, I'm not <laughs> that's gonna lie. My, that's I'm my. That's my favorite. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. De La Hoya, was, De La Hoya was my favorite boxer of all time. Still, well, that's why I grew up. Still, guys. I don't have any problem with. And Butterbean, I like Butterbean. Butterbean I don't was fuck. fucking dope. But, but Butterbean was dope. Would it, would it bother gimmick. you? It doesn't bother me at all. Like that doesn't take away from De La Hoya's fights. You know, no, like, not at all. When I not saw him in fishnets, it was more like, man, imagine seeing De La Hoya in fishnets. You're not gonna say nothing. I mean, look at what the way are you going to do? Insult him? He's exactly. going to beat your ass. Yeah. You're like, those fishnets look great, man. And but ar- <laughs> arrogance can also be like, especially at that level, it can be such a selling point. Because you look at guys like Conor McGregor, super arrogant. But now he's humble. Let, yeah, that's good. Mike Tyson. No, nope. the, further. The arrogance. Ali. The arrogance of all arrogance. Muhammad Ali was the number Mike one Tyson, example of arrogance. No, Muhammad was. Yeah, Muhammad but he was used the, it in such a great way that he could engage opinion, the audience with his rhyming and all that stuff. In my opinion, he was the most arrogant athlete of all time, outside of maybe Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of came across as annoying with Bruce Lee, where it came across as endearing, endearing, entertaining, endearing, and entertaining with, with Ali, yeah. because again, yeah, he was using it in a certain way. Whereas very creative, his arrogance was so creative that it was just like people were like, "This is just who Muhammad Ali." Is. And here's why it worked: because you wanted to see him get his ass beat. Mm. He talks so much shit about never being able to get his ass beat Man. that you wanted to see it, so you tuned into every fight. Right. Even you wanted to see even though you're if actually he could a back fan, that shit up. Yeah. Even though you're a fan. Same with Joe Rogan. That's why so many people like Joe Rogan. He right. talks a hell of a lot of shit, and then you're like, oh, can and you really back it up? And that's how I got with Conor McGregor, because he got, so po- he, yeah. wasn't even, he got so popular that people were like, I just want to see this guy get his ass beat because yeah. he's going to shut up. Right, and that's where you jump the shark. And that's like the greater point of the whole right. thing, is that there's a line that once you cross it, with arrogance that you can't come back from it. And we started the show talking about Kanye. Right? Yeah. Right. Kanye. There's a great before, example. Okay, before you go to that, the one thing about all those guys that we talked about, there came a time late in their career, after their careers, where it changed from arrogance to humbleness, and they were, it was just all. Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Mike Tyson, very humble dude now. Mike Tyson. Right. Muhammad but, Ali, I think, when he retired, was what? confident and, it and, means, and humble. It means less, though. Parkinson's to do that. I was going to say, it means less when it's forced on you. 
true. Very if true. they were, if they had done that on their own without a DUI or without a major problem, well, I think then Connor I did it, it on his own. I think Connor did it on his own. No, Connor didn't. Ass whipping. Ass whipping. Well, that's part of the process. No, how's that not part of the process? Manny trying to tell you some shit had to happen for you to humble yourself. Yeah, because Mike okay. Tyson is a yeah. perfect example of yeah, that. That true. was a natural. Humble. That was not no yeah. natural organic. That was life. That was no. Oh, I need to cut this I shit I out. Came too. I need to stop doing it. I bit his ear. I'm out of control. I need to stop. I need to reevaluate my life. What am I doing? No, Mike Tyson. Okay, that's so. I didn't see confidence or arrogance in him for right. So what he was 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 functioning on was fear. Yeah. Tyson yeah, he was just fear. terrifying. He was yeah, terrifying. And, but no, I'll talk about the fear he had in himself. Right, right, right. Because Tyson, when he yeah, was coming up. Losing his title. and Or just being, yeah. when Tyson was growing up, Tyson's two things happened to him that he did never want to happen again. Somebody took his glasses off as a little kid, threw him out and stepped on, on him. him yeah. right. A right. grown man did that. Yeah. And he was like, who just does that to a kid? It was some things that happened that he was For like, sure. you're Traumatic. never going to do that Trauma. to me again. Trauma. For That's sure. it. That's the word. Yeah. Trauma. You're never going to do that shit to me again. So as he's getting older and he's, you know, he was a fighter already. Yeah. When he was in locked up in juvenile, somebody was like, hey, man, you got to channel that shit. Yeah. You but a lot, of these, a lot of these fighters and stuff, too, will use arrogance, like you said, to cover up the fear that they have. Cover that fear. They're oh, actually absolutely. scared to fight, so they're absolutely. using the arrogance to cover and it honestly, up. honestly, somebody yeah. is far more terrifying when they're not arrogant, mm-hmm. and you know what they're capable of. Because you're like, well, I don't know what like, the fuck are they thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it, what it is, it's, it's almost like they are... Uh, Anderson Silva was When like somebody's that. arrogant... Yeah. When somebody's arrogant, it's because they believe, as an athlete, they believe they're going to beat you. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But when someone's not well, arrogant and they're super, I know I'm gonna fuck you up, and they're super calm and quiet. Yeah, John Jones is like that before his 18 DUIs and that's, all that shit. Damn. That, the difference is when someone's calm and quiet like that. You think it's you're because like, they don't uh, believe they're gonna beat you. They, they know, know they're gonna beat. Well, shit, that's, that's, that's the scariest thing. Like, well, if like, you ever <laughs> see, uh, you ever see those fighters that go into those yeah. UFC things and not the, one, a fucking the word. one guy's jumping around like a poodle and talking all this yeah, bad yeah. shit, and the other dude's just calm and chill. Better make a bet on that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, Mike Tyson was like that. Mike Tyson just bay paced around the ring. Yeah, so yeah. Then, Mike it, Tyson looked like he couldn't wait. He looked like a dog that was like, "Let me out." You know let what he? Me out. And you that know was why he wanted to get that shit over with? Yeah, yeah. and then we fight in the interview because of the fear. Like, I don't want. I want to get this. Over. I just got to win. I don't want to put myself in a situation to lose. Do you remember that interview after the fight where he was like, uh, uh, "Eat your kids." Was asking, no, he's like, "What, what happened? <laughs> you like you hurt your back?" He's like, "Yeah, it's my back, spinal, <laughs> yeah, yeah. spinal." <laughs> So, oh, that is hilarious. He, he gave us some hilarious moments. If you but, didn't, if you don't believe that mm. there's a higher power that has some sense of humor, mm. then you haven't heard the voice of Mike Tyson yeah, versus not. who he oh is my as a gosh, person. Yes. because if somebody Big, ever beat guy. your ass that hard and was going. standing over you and was like, "Yeah, bitch," and then yeah, that's even more humiliating. <laughs> but, yeah, you just taste my fist. But then there was times when he wanted it. to help you up, like get the fuck off me. Then you, just, which mic you gonna get? Which <laughs> mic you getting? He will hit you and then come over to help you up. Like, get the uh, fuck off I want to, he seems like the kind of guy 
that I would want to play a board game with. <laughs> he seems hilarious. Like, like what board with, game? With everyday Not average. Scrabble. No, I want to play Sorry with him because he's a Sorry. Sorry. Don't play Scrabble. I want to play Sorry no. with him. Sorry. But just imagine playing like, playing Operation with Mike Tyson. It would be oh the greatest gosh. fucking day of your no, life. No, I, I would like to play Operation with Ali. I was just going to say that. <laughs> he would lose. That's just mean. That's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's like trying to have a slap fight. He be talking, fight. Shit, Man, while he be talking shit while he's losing. Give me that goddamn game. I that float shit. like a butterfly. I sting. Dick. That'd be like. I sting like a. Dick. <laughs> I sting like a. <laughs> That'd be like Ali and Michael J. Fox trying to play. Yep. <laughs> Freeze tag. Yeah. Freeze tag. They're trying to do <laughs> patty cake. <laughs> that would be a good ass game show, Mike. Ali and Michael J. Fox playing Operation. Oh my gosh! I used to say that when I leave when I leave parties or something. I used to always say I'm out like Michael J. Fox and freeze tag, and people would be like, "That's fucked up," or they wouldn't it know take who them Michael a minute, J. Fox or is. take them a minute, even yeah. though he had Parkinson's or whatever. Right. Someone don't fucking know. They're like, "Oh, that's fucked up." Why is it? Why is it that that's such a safe one too? That's like one of the it's last <laughs> safe spaces in comedy. Like you will get your ass handed to you if you do a Down syndrome joke. Trust mm. me, done it. Or a, I've done or it. say the word yeah. retard. But at the same time, you yeah. could talk about Parkinson's and people are like, yeah. That's yeah. Why is, it yeah. A why is it a pass? They do. Yeah. They do have Parkinson's. You're right. Yeah, they do. Why is it a pass still? I don't get it. That's true. I don't it's the last it. bastion cancel culture hasn't figured out yet. <laughs> They're not smart enough. <laughs> Man. Oh, that's actually a disease? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up then. I well, thought it was a guy That's not a neighborhood? They don't just shake by choice? That's fucked up then. <laughs> they don't shake by choice. <laughs> shake by choice. What are the chihuahuas? Just shaking by choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go back to that comments thing. Oh, now, yeah. now, 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 before, before we get too deep, before okay. we get too deep. All right, so like we talked, we talk confidence versus arrogance. We talk mm -hmm. about what happens mm -hmm. when you jump the shark. Mm -hmm. So, what do you do as a man when you realize you're on the wrong end of it? Because I've been on the wrong end of that oh. a few times, where I catch myself being arrogant. Tell when me it's the not situation. A tool. Tell yeah, me it's got to be a certain situation when it's yeah. not a tool. So, like an example is you have a party and you have mm -hmm. twenty people over mm -hmm. and. Uh, you're funny, you're making people laugh, and the next thing you know, you've taken all of the conversation for 20 minutes because you're you were making people laugh and you got a little carried away. And you are oh, you talking about our podcast? Yeah, like on a roll. You you realize all of a sudden, like <laughs> I just stole the whole. I'm I'm taking all of the attention away, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm do I'm doing it on the guise of making people laugh, but at the same time, like I'm actually making it all about me. Right, right. So that's like a good example of where, it, where as a comic, I've caught myself doing you should it. Get like, carried away. Like I don't have to be the light of this party. I can right. let everybody be funny. Like back the right. fuck off. Everybody knows what I'm capable good of. Good insight. I don't have to prove that's good self awareness. Well, I, think, I think that's one of the easier scenarios, something like that, to, right. to correct. Because then you can notice and be like, okay, I'm talking a little too much. And then maybe you start asking questions about other people, get them talking more, or something like that, or to where you, yeah, 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 just check yeah, yourself yeah. and you're like, all right, chill out. This is a party. Everyone's here. It's like that internal dialogue has to yeah. happen, though. Yeah, it true. Has to. True, it does. It has it does. to. It does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It does. You have to have the realization where you're like, I'm because I've had much. it like the next day and be like, ah, shit. Yeah, I should have done yeah. that. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish always. I had it. The hangover. The night. Damn, I probably should have done that. That was too the much. The hangover. And I've done it in relationships where, uh, like, especially. Um, if you ever had one of those relationships where you like sort of took it for granted, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you get too comfortable and took it for granted. And the next right. thing you know, you're doing stuff like, oh, I'm always picking where we're eating. I'm always right. picking yeah. what we're watching. Damn. I'm we're always doing. picking where yeah. we're going. And you don't realize it, but you it's don't. like you've slipped into this arrogant mode of like, I control, I, mm -hmm. I wear the pants or whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. you know, but in reality, like you just kind of taking all the thunder. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of yeah. being an asshole. And yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So those are, those are two instances. Controlling ass bitch. I've definitely caught myself doing that before or, 
maybe in a conversation where uh, somebody's talking about something that's really important to them, mm-hmm. and you maybe gloss it over because you're not interested in it. And then in True. hindsight, you go, you know what? That person was like, they were really excited to tell me about that. And then I, right. and I just, and then you just fucking I just minimized it. I just minimized what they, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So I catch it in small, small things a lot where then I try to like later go back if I, if it's after the fact or sometimes even right there, I'll even catch myself and go, Hey man, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't yeah. Know. You yeah. know, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I, I had a situation last night that made me go back and think about, damn, I, I did that. They they were so excited to tell me something, and but mm-hmm. the thing about it was, I just walked into the showroom, and right. the, and the staff you're in, a, you're in a mode. Yeah, and the staff coming to me. So uh, it's just a bad timing, was right? And the thing is, too, is for them to not even be aware of. I just walked in, and you just jumped on me, telling me about, oh, here's my son, and this is and that, and do this and that, Carl, do this and that. Carl. I'm just like, I only been in here thirty seconds, and you just <laughs> like, oh, so I'm kind of like. Happy birthday! No, you know whatever he. Right, was, right. I couldn't even. I couldn't even like retain everything he was telling me because he was. Just, I'm just like, oh, in a way, Steph was like, "You all right, Carl?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was just. I just walked in and that he was just a was lot. boom, boom, boom." I was yeah. like, "I don't. I mean, what does he want from me?" Right. Because I'm Carl. Like, give me something. You know what I mean? Like, dude, right. Carl, my son. He's right. 21 and like, do whatever. And I was just like, "Hey, happy birthday, man!" And I'm like, yeah. "I was. I was doing this first. People, I think." I think when you become an entertainer and people definitely see you as an entertainer, you've for been sure. doing this a long time. You're a celebrity you know? locally is what it is. Right. Yeah. And, true, true. and it's easy for people to forget you're a person in that way of, um, they expect a certain amount of energy that you're going to transmit. I, I think, I think right. they want validation from you is 90% right. of what it is. Yeah. And they, it's exactly like, what it is. It's like, I'm out with somebody. Yeah. I want to feel important. I want to tell Carl this joke so he can one tell way, me it's funny and that it's hilarious. One and way I can I feel, feel important. About yeah. Myself. Yeah. One way I can feel important when I'm with my friends is if I go up to a local celebrity, right, and he knows and my they name. Think, yeah, yeah, they think that I know. Because then, yeah. in front of my friends, I've just established like, oh, I know this. Half the time, I don't want my friends to know that Carl knows me. And, <laughs> and that's, that's hilarious. And, and that's not a that bad, explains why you walk a, away. <laughs> well, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not actually a bad thing. This person's a fan. But it is important, like you said, for uh, people to know that if if that person is a celebrity, mm-hmm. if they're known as an entertainer, they're still a normal human. And, yeah, right. And if they're there on a show night, they're very much in a like a pre mode of thinking about what well, they're going to do with well, the show. Well, also pay yeah. attention to what I was doing before you call my right. name out. You just you end up. But here's it. the here's the other side is after the show, that's what that's for. Yeah, right. It's, you know, do if you really love that comic or you really love that performer, like give them that grace of like talk to him after, after the show. And you can even yeah. talk to me before, but if I'm already talking to you and Zach, we handling some business, right. then you just interrupt and right. want me to right. come over yeah. and do. It. I'm just, that, that's why I was like, hey, well, that's because when, when people are like that, it's all one track mind. Yeah, They're so just, I got to get up to Carl. I got to tell him this. I got to. Yeah, yeah. About that's this. a yeah. good example. It doesn't yeah. matter what he's doing because they don't think about that. Right, right. They don't have yeah. that self awareness like we were talking about in the beginning. Right, so yeah, they're, they're just like, like I yeah. just got to get this off my chest and have Carl think it's funny and let it's people know that It's a great example of that. Like my arrogance, yeah, let me do this thing that maybe is even out of character. Like yeah. they probably wouldn't have interrupted you right. in a yeah. given day, but mm-hmm. it's, but if you excited. can take a step back, like if you're already a performer, you can realize and like, okay, this guy has a job to do. He's got all this stuff on his mind. He's got to organize. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. Organize the yeah. show. He's got to or- he's got to sit people down. He's got to do all this yep. shit. It's like yeah, that's exactly. Okay, what was happening. I'll just talk yeah. to him after the show because he's yeah. too busy right now. Yeah, my confidence is stand up. Came yeah. from being um, invited in with the big dogs, right? Because you well, know what you've done, and yeah, so, so yeah. When like, I started, 
Man, I've been on big stages. Yeah, when I started to work with the Monies and the Bill Bevan and all that, yeah. and they and they really appreciated me, and they were doing other things to help me move further. Right. And I just started. When that's somebody, when a lot of my confidence started coming in, like, oh, shit. And my girl always remind me sometimes. Just like well, a, it's like somebody above your level telling you you're doing a good job yeah. means the yeah. world. Oh, means yeah. The world. Yeah, exactly. That gives you confidence. And then I had to get the arrogance piece mm-hmm. to do this. Certain, to, I want to do me. The arrogance is what allows you to try to learn what your that's voice it. is as that's that, exactly well, yeah because yeah. you, you guys have to try you have to try new jokes and new you material every single time so you, you have, have to have you have to arrogance. fail and you can't fail on stage right. in front of a crowd without arrogance right mm-hmm. because if you don't have arrogance and you fail you're going to crumple and yeah crumple. so you have to have enough arrogance to stand up there proud even though you you failed mm-hmm. technically you, see you still did that show. You stood up there and you were yourself. You yeah. you believed mm-hmm. in your jokes and you told your and jokes. Fuck you, I know this is funny. Exactly. <laughs> I know exactly. This is because I wonder too, because like Zach in your field, seems like everybody's trying mm-hmm. to be a real estate agent. We have a lot. Just in my just in John L. Scott alone here locally, we have yeah, 200 agents. It's a lot of people all of a sudden. My I office see, has 160 and then we have the Ashland There's office. Four, 42 offices. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, I don't even know, total in real estate here. Oh, yeah, my there's gosh. like 40, you got so 42 many. or you something. You got John L. Scott, you got Remax, you got. Those are just uh, the big ones. And then yeah, there's like you, all the yeah, ones. Yeah, you got all the stuff. And then you got these other people that are doing like the the remote thing with EXP and all, everybody has their own group and they have I've this stuff. Because yeah. so like, real estate is very much like that. Yeah. Like I was in it and I wasn't an agent, but right. I got my license and I was yeah, working. you were in the same industry and stuff. Basically yeah. as an assistant and a marketing right. guy. And, and what I noticed is that very much. You have to have some arrogance in that mm-hmm. first year. You do to fake it before you make it. You right, have right, to, right. You to have tell to. people like, "Hey, yeah, I'm new. Yeah, but I've done my research. I know the market. I'm enthusiastic, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know I'm going to work harder than an established agent." Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it is. And a lot I'm of people don't now. understand yeah. that. So in in the beginning, when I started four years ago, I was snubbed by even friends, you know, close people to me because they yeah, were they like don't, they, don't yeah. give they, you a they know they know the personal zach so they know the silly yeah. funny zach they don't know right. the business he's not gonna zach, take it serious the sales zach the guy that knows how to come in and sell an igloo to an eskimo and so they there was a lot of like no nah, we don't want to go with you because you don't know what you're doing but they don't understand that someone that new to the industry that doesn't have anything going on i'm i'm gonna be there at nine o'clock when you have to call <laughs> yeah. me about a yeah. question or something about listing your property or something i'm gonna be there any day that you want to see a property or you know yeah i'm gonna work 10 times harder than an agent that's established and has 10 20 clients that they're yeah. working with because i have nothing else going on and this is how i survive i mean that's a good point because we are think about a performer yeah exactly you know when you're coming up you do the performances of your life because it matters and you yeah. do any performance. Yeah. I'm doing anything. What? You do, are you birth, oh, yeah. birthday party? I'll travel to your... Mississippi for $200 <laughs> and do that show because that's... Yeah. That, and guess what? You'll treat, you'll treat that shitty show just as... That's it. Yeah, like you're, you're in Madison first, Square Garden. My now, first, I'm not saying your house is shitty, but some of them are. My first road gig... <laughs> my first road gig was a Greyhound trip from Arizona, Phoenix, to North Dakota. Jeez. On a Greyhound. And yeah. I think all I got was 100 a night. I think that's what I got. Remember when you didn't get paid? Right. I mean, that's exactly. like, I talk about that a lot is I'm really, really lucky to know Levi mm-hmm. because had I not known Levi and had I not known Ben, those two people Levi. made it possible Levi. for me to start getting paid in comedy before I really deserved to get paid in that's comedy. That's a good point you yeah. said that. Because, because most comics do not get paid their first year. Maddie, do you know how many of them think? They should be getting paid, and they only did six months. A lot of, and, and yeah. that's what I'm, I'm noticing. Or like if you're a comic and you can only do five to ten minutes, 
and you think you deserve to get paid twenty bucks, you go to a bigger up, area. Go to a bigger area, and yeah. you wouldn't get your stage time will be because you created you can, something on your own. Unless nobody you can, will invite your ass in because you're not. Yeah, if you can't kill a half an hour set, yeah. So yeah. that fucks with a comedian's confidence. They of think, course. oh, I'm a professional. Pay you just got paid twenty dollars to do Morton's pizza. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to you're pay for your pizza. You, you had to pay for your pizza. I, I, laugh, I laugh because I was happy to get twenty dollars yeah. to play Morton's pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, you think, yeah. but 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 you are humble and you understand the process. And, and God bless and there's levels to this Morton's. shit. God bless Morton's pizza for yeah. allowing comedy. True. True. Yeah, we, we are not time that wasn't shit. a day. That, that was the first time I ever saw you. It was right when Morton's, I started that real wasn't estate. A day. It was like 2018, you. and you guys were doing the Rogue Comedy Underground right. stand-up yeah. shows. It was I like Dustin, you, wasn't Dustin Ben was there. there, Dustin was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude yeah. came out in like the short, short pineapples with ben, the magic shirt. Or Nick. Big Nick, guy, yeah. yeah. He was funny Nick as fuck. McCall. I liked him. And you were emceeing and running the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like I said, there was a time, man, because my confidence was – Become a much more of a pro. That's mm-hmm. when you realize these. Mm-hmm. It's you know what's cool people too. People are fooled now, and you don't even realize it. But uh, Carl, when he get he gives a lot of the local comics opportunities to do guest hosting at Chadwick's once mm-hmm. they kind of cut their teeth, and and he's gone and seen that they can consistently be funny. It's not like he's given everybody an opportunity, right, right? Right. But if he's seen that you're consistently funny, he'll give you an opportunity. And you know, you may not know this, but a lot of these guys and girls. When you give them that shot, they almost look at Chad like being on Chadwick stage is one of the first levels. That's it, right? A level, yeah. Like one I level. made right. it to Chadwick, yeah. yeah. and I've seen how uh, because of your opportunities, I've seen how their confidence, yeah. has, has like blossomed. Like, yes, I was at Chadwick's, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. Now they go on stage like. I'm a Chadwick. I can kill, yeah, exactly. I can kill this show. Sure, yeah. I only hosted. I, I didn't get a feature spot, though, but, I, but, I, but I was but I on that for so and so and so. They just were like, It's just like if I had hosted the Apollo, do you think I'd be any less Shit. proud than if I had killed the Apollo in a half an hour set? No, and, true. Like, why, and, I would be just as happy to host it. And that's yeah. one reason why yeah. Steve Harvey is where he's at because the Apollo. Yep. Was that opportunity for his confidence? Like, right. boom, I'm yeah. doing so, something. It was so. It was like compared to what he's doing now. Of right. all the things small, I wish, small, he got but that's what like, got him. Boom. Yeah. If it, of all the things I wish I could do as a comic, I wish I could rewind time and go back and do a set at the Apollo because as a white comic, I want to know if I could have. I want to yeah. know if I could have killed yep. him. Yeah. You know, that's like. It sounds so dumb, and maybe it's yeah, maybe right, it's like a, exactly. a privileged comment right. to say, but I feel like as a white comic, there would be no better frame of reference for how good you were if in the late 80s early 90s if you could you kill the it. apollo you as a white it. guy damn you said it's i would have had goosebumps if i if i killed the apollo and i walked off it could have been like i could get hit by a car that night and i'm yeah cool. that's the cool of it, it you know that was a, a, <laughs> that was the equivalent of me being on the bob and tom show right oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah that was just like who or like what? last comic standing or something yeah, yeah. well no bob and tom show because bob and tom show <laughs> they were huge it's more it's more of a redneck right and, and very yeah, colorblind yeah, yeah. yeah so having you on there it's like oh, it was man. yeah and i got when i got the call to be on it and i was there and i was just and i'm like this is dope as shit then i started realizing that level to this shit. And I'm, now performing yeah. the Grand Ole Opry, Carl Lee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what, man. And, and people don't that's realize. That's the truth, yeah. People don't realize that uh, Freeway, that uh, does shows the Rogue Comedy Underground, Freeway Farrell. Freeway Farrell. Yeah, he, Freeway he Farrell. Does, he does. Uh, Louisiana's uh, finest. He does New Orleans, homie. He does an amazing job of both hosting and being a comic. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do both. And producing. 
and producing, but he's got uh, old school radio cred. Like Freeway was on he the sure, air. He sure does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the reason why it's special to get a chance to see him uh, on stage is because a radio comic has to know a whole different set of skills to be funny because people can't see you. Right. So like so, I, I yeah. sell a lot of my jokes with my body posture, my face expressions and how I'm standing, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. volume, energy, body language. People can see you. All he gets expressions. when he was on the radio is vocal inflection. Yep. That's the only thing yep. he has to sell it with. And that's a special kind of talent. And when you hear him uh, host or when you hear him do crowd work, especially when he's doing shows, he's really good at that. Um, it's a different feel than with other yeah. comics. And anyway, just a shout out for Freeway. Yeah. Shout he's, out. he's got that radio thing. So with cool. all this, would it be safe to say that arrogance kind of helps you get to where you want to be and confidence is what keeps you there? In any endeavor that in makes your sense, life right? as that a man, sense. yes. You know that what I'm saying? Any, any endeavor as a man, yes. I don't believe this is true for women. I don't believe, I don't believe that you always have to use it as a woman. I think right. that sometimes as a woman you can get by without having to use arrogance. You can very easily mm-hmm. kind of just go, hey, I don't really know and I'm here to learn. But right. as a man, because of the way the world works, a lot of times we have to use arrogance to get us in the door because mm-hmm. we have to look like we know what we're talking about. Now, yeah. that's a good point It's now. changing, thankfully. It's like, it's yeah, changing. I, I can, it, fig- I can it's fix okay that. It's okay now to be less that for you, And you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm yeah, doing. Right. I'm going to figure but, it out. But back in the day, <laughs> especially like in the, in, the, in the early 90s, like, oh, yeah, it was all fake it. It was, yeah, it was like, it. yeah, I can do that half an hour gig. And you take that half and an I hour gig. You didn't have a half an yeah. hour's worth of comedy. Yeah. But you knew you needed Did that it, opportunity. Yeah, you, and you would fake the fuck out of it. Like, oh, I got 45 minutes. So check this out. Fake it until you make it. Arrogance, confidence. Yeah, so check this out. But I just mean to say women are a little smarter with it. They don't always have to play that role. Now, see, that's a good point, man. Now. Men feel like if they're not confident, that woman won't look at them the same. Right. They're insecure. Oh, he's not confident. And that's an insecurity. Yeah. So I've seen some women too. So how, uh, like, let's see how a woman functions. Man, I could just brought that up. Mm-hmm. Is that important to them? Like, I wonder, like, because, you know, I want to ask. For a guy to have confidence? No, for that female. How does for, she function uh, thinking about her confidence? Does she right. feel I'm not confident enough or it don't fucking matter? Because I'm a woman. (laughs) And and, and if in ladies uh, that are listening to this right now or watching this right now, Mm -hmm. comment, comment and tell us what you think about it. I mean, that's exactly what that's what Carl's saying. He wants to know. I want to know, ladies. Right. That means so you reach out to heckle proof. Yeah. You can get I feel like I've seen it both ways, though, like where a girl doesn't have a lot of confidence, but like they're. You know, very pretty. They present well. Yeah. It's like, but they talk bad about themselves. And that's that's very, that's very prevalent in my generation. Deprecation is a form of right. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of comics use it. But uh-huh. for, for us as men outside looking in, like it's a weaker looking form, at a girl yeah. that's like, oh, I look like shit. I'm, I, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, no, you're not. You're fucking gorgeous. Because, but good punch you made, but we've seen those that are gorgeous. Right. Can be the most insecure. Right. Well, they th- can be the most this. professional. Think I, about they got this. a great career. Mm-hmm. They got this and that, but the insecurity. How many girls do you think now that you look the way you do, now that you got yourself together, mm-hmm. you got your personal insecurities you worked on physically to mm-hmm. get to a point where you like who you are physically right. and you feel good. You feel like you look good. You're where part. you want to be for the most part, right? Yeah. So how do you think women, uh, how, many, how many women do you think have seen you, thought you were cute, but decided not to take a shot because you were a little too cute? And they were like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't think he's going to like me. Like, he's mm-hmm. a good-looking dude, and yep. I don't, don't want to look like an now idiot. Now you say that, I feel like I... That's a good point. I, have, I think that happens a lot more yeah. 
there has been because there's been a couple times where I've talked to girls and they're like, I would never thought you would have talked to me. And I'm like, right. why? Yeah. And, and they're I, like, because I bring that up you are that and I'm this. And I'm like, happens, wait, what? It happens both ways. Like, what are it you does. Talking about? It if, you're, if you're a really attractive woman, a lot of times you don't. Yeah. You automatically yeah. X yourself yeah. out and you're like, well, right. I don't have a chance. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, I'd never get a girl like that. And right. some women even say, well, men are intimidated by me. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. you killed your last husband. Bitch. <laughs> right. Well, that's <laughs> a good. That's and, a good. And sometimes that's arrogance. And sometimes that's confidence. If they're like, yeah, every dude loves me. Like, or right, just the me. fact that they just wish guys wouldn't see them that way. Right. Right. Like, like, well, like they're intimidated by me. I'm just like I'm successful because I have this. Yeah. Like, eh. I know a girl that's that way. She just has this look. I mean, she looks like a freaking supermodel. Yeah. And I met her through music. She was like a, a, a wife of a friend of mine. And um, they eventually didn't work out. And then I saw her like in a single sense, which I had never seen before. And that was what happened to her. She was like really, really physically attractive even from yeah. a long ways away it was like damn who's that and i watched like i would go to the bars and i'd see her out you know and and i would watch guys from afar just look at her like i would never ever get a chance at her yeah and just sit there and pine like oh man like i wish yeah. i was the kind of guy God, and I yet she's sitting was... at the bar alone and she's out at the bar because she's single hoping a guy will come talk to her and right. no one's talking to her because they're yeah like, yeah i don't got yeah a because yeah. Well, that like that it was a similar thing that happened with me and my girlfriend is like I saw her and I was like, God, this girl is so gorgeous. Like I was like, yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's got, not going to give me I'm like, she's not going to give me the time of day. She's probably got all these guys, you know, coming. I'm like, I was, so I was like, I, you know, I'm not even going to bother. But it, it happened through natural conversation. And we were like, and then, you know, it's like, but then let me guess, like the way you approached her was all confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Even though sure. you were feeling that. Yeah, once we yeah, even though you yeah. weren't feeling that, that was the arrogance. You're <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So look yeah. what happened. I had to present yeah, arrogance. Zach, Zach got himself the yeah. girl that he wanted yeah. to get, which he's very happy with. Very. Zach got himself the girl he wanted to get yeah. using arrogance in yeah. a healthy way. Yep. So, so let I'll, let that be the theme of the yeah, podcast. Is, that's is it. Someone calls you arrogance or arrogant, like second guess it. Like, is it a good one or a bad one? Maybe right. it's a bad one, but I also definitely, yeah. there's definitely good arrogance. Exactly. Also, yeah. maybe it's that arrogance that got me that raise when I walked in confidently True. to the boss's office and said, I want to walk unless you pay me. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. It's like anything with growth. I mean, arrogance, I feel like relates to being uncomfortable. You have to, you're, I don't, I don't ever know a time when I've been arrogant that I was comfortable with being arrogant. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're comfortable, it's just confidence at that point. In well, again, that night, Mm-hmm. But then maybe the next day you're like, oh, true. Fuck. yeah, I true. Was, that night I was you're like, kid. fuck, I actually was arrogant. <laughs> so speaking of arrogance, I um, I got some weird news stories for you. And weird, oh. the weird news stories always Love it. revolve around yeah, arrogance. So still? it might be a thing. That's still on here. <laughs> I feel like at one point you're going to oh, get oh. your buttons figured out. Yeah. I know. I just we had. I wish you would push your own buttons. Uh, <laughs> what you talking? <laughs> <laughs> You talk about Willis. Half black. <laughs> oh, half black is in there. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. What's that? This is a newspaper, right? Oh, I have them saved as screenshots because I'm. Uh, I thought we had what the fuck on here. We did at one point, and you probably you probably got rid of it because you probably hit it while you were beating off. I deleted it on here. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's, let's. Oh wait, no, it's right here. One step. Mm-hmm. Hey, what the fuck? Facts. There we go. There it there is. It's still in there. All right. What the fuck? Facts. Today's episode of What the Fuck Facts. Yeah, yeah. 
is brought to you by arrogance. It's really good that this ended up working out because a lot of these stories like involve extreme amounts of arrogance. And this first one is no exception. The first story comes out of Michigan. And by the way, Not I'm, Florida. I'm making an effort to be more current. Some of the stories I brought to you guys may have been a few. It happened an hour ago. A few months old. And it takes mm-hmm. a while for each one of these episodes to come out. So Maddie's True. working a little harder. And each True. one of these stories happened within the last four months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can confidently say that. Four months within our release date. So I'm confident, not arrogantly confident. The first story comes out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. A Michigan judge ordered parents who trashed their son's porn collection to pay him $30,000. What kind of collection did he what have? What kind of collection did he have? Oh, this story is a spicy one. They were forced to pay their son more than $30,000. we will get into why it's more later. After he sued them for destroying his extensive porn collection. And here's the thing is over the past 38 years, well, probably not 38 because he's 38. So let's go with over oh, the past. Fuck, no, we're going to go with over the past 38. 20 years. David Working curated an impression collect, impressive collection of DVDs and VHS tapes. I, I knew the VHS had to come right. up in there. So they were valuable. Yeah. He, could, he could be described as original for right. Horny's selection. 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 <laughs> he could be described <laughs> as a movie buff, somebody says in this article, which is just bad writing. But check it out. So Movie he, buffer. Buffer. <laughs> he is a, a fluffer. <laughs> Bruce Buffer. Remarkably, he bought... Uh, or brought to manner in front of a judge, claiming that most of this collection was irreplaceable because the films were either out of print or they'd been made by studios that no longer existed. Oh, oh, oh. So that's the angle he came from, is it's not regular porn. This is fancy, endangered. This was made by the San Francisco 69ers, and they're no longer around. Right. (laughs) Or at least they moved them. Now they're the Oakland 69ers. (laughs) Exactly. They moved them in the middle of the night. (laughs) Right. So uh, anyway, this uh, district judge... That's how far up in court it went. Ruled that the parents owed him not only $30,000 for destroying the personal property, but also, more hilarious, is uh, he was ordered um, also a judgment of $14,500 for legal costs. Wow. So the judge was like, yep, I'm going to stick his parents with $40,000-plus of judgment because they trashed their son's collection. Now, here's what happened. Okay, so backstory to this story is that he was in the middle of a divorce. So he temporarily came back to live with his parents like okay. at 38. That explains, okay. His his porn collection was temporarily there. at his parents' house. Like, you're not bringing this in our house. He moves to his new house. So he, he wasn't freeloading and living in their basement. Right, very long. Right, he, right. he gets a new place and he moves to the new place. He gets most of his stuff over there, and after a few months or whatever, he comes back for the last of his stuff to discover <sighs> that his porn was thrown out. And his dad acknowledges very freely, like, yeah, we destroyed your porn. You after know, I watched it. No one needs that much porn. That Mom, what the thing. fuck? You burned glad he ate her? What the fuck? <laughs> Harry Twatter. Where's <laughs> Harry my Harry Twatter? Right. Where's my poke up on this? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Even shitty, shitty bang bang, the anal one. <laughs> titty, titty bang bang. <laughs> titty, anal one, yeah, shitty, it's shitty bang bang. Shitty, shitty bang bang. <laughs> but imagine the arrogance that it takes to God. against your parents. Can you imagine seeing Can, your parents? Mom, I, I the, went to jerk it and my stuff wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Like you walk around with a sock do? on it. Where, and you got what am I supposed to do? $7,000 for it. With a sock on it, just hot. I'm supposed Mom. to just jerk it from memory? 
Mom, what are you doing with that erection in my house? She said to him. She said to him, what are you doing with that erection in my house? <laughs> hey, so my mom owes me money then. You know how many, you know how many condoms my mom threw out? Oh mm. gosh, my mom will find condoms. I will hide. That's how them. careful I was. I would wear a condom when I was jerking Shit. off. Shit, I hid in case. I hid condoms you in my neighbor's like house. Condom. My mom went and found them. <laughs> smell walking around the house, smell like rubbers because you so just masturbated. My mom owes me money. <laughs> wouldn't that be with like my bat, Wouldn't Batman's whole body smell like oh, that I after swear. a day of crime fighting? Would just smell oh, like he had a body no. condom on. Uh, <laughs> it was, exactly. Batman sponsored by Durex. Exactly. He's smelling like straight leather and ball sweat. <laughs> Ew. Fruit of the loom, if you will. <laughs> you got another there? one, Maddie? I do. You want some more arrogance? Let's hear it. Let's yeah, let's hear it. it. Guess where this one comes from? Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I love to please you. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well. I do. Well. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening under the table? <laughs> I don't know. Follow us on Patreon to find out. <laughs> Exclusive under table cams on Patreon for only $10.99 a month. <laughs> Subscribe to our OnlyFans. A naked woman. Drunk drove a golf cart through a SWAT standoff. What? The Holy how shit. Does that this is why happen? I love Florida stories. There's always onion layers to them. Something it's that's like, never happened. Ever. Was this remember, at a remember, club? remember the altar story? Was like the the the, the preacher had yep. to burn the altar because they had an orgy on it. Yeah. And they filmed it. And it's like, it was like the layers just, just kept got going worse. and going. And that's going. how this is. A she naked woman too. drunk drove. Golf carts through a SWAT standoff at a country club, Florida. While giving head, was to it a, a country priest. club? <laughs> a um, no, it was not a country club. But I think you're gonna like this one. Oh, um, gosh. So this one was in September. Okay. Responding to an emergency call involving three suspicious teenagers, officers arrived at the intersection of Fairway Drive and Harrison Drive, only for one of the suspects to brandish a gun and flee. Keep in mind, this is not yet about the woman. This is what happened. Yeah, before. yeah, there we go. Right, this right, is the right, SWAT right. situation, right? Right. They released a canine unit to track him as he climbed into a home and began firing his gun at passersby. Identified as an 18-year-old kid. Jeez. Um, so anyhow, uh, this 18-year-old kid spurred a six-hour standoff involving a SWAT team, and then things turned weird when he accidentally shot himself in the leg at the same time, a drunk nude woman appeared. Not appeared from the house where the standoff was, appeared on the scene of the standoff. Imagine being the cops like, you're like, fuck, we have been here for six fucking hours and we can't get this guy out of the house. And then all of a sudden, this something's going to happen. Saying, something's going to happen. Meep, meep, meep. <laughs> comes through naked. It's a naked white woman just full of privilege. All right. So, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So um, he shoots himself in the leg at the same time as this chick shows up, like right oh at the perfect goodness. time. She's 28 years old. Her name is Jessica Elizabeth Smith of Boston, Mass. Mm, that sounds white privilege name. No, Jessica Elizabeth Smith. Elizabeth Smith. That sounds Boston, white privilege. Massachusetts. Yes, that's straight right. No privilege. reason why she's in Florida anyway. So, um, uh, the uninvited newcomer barrels through the, the <laughs> crime scene in newcomer. a in a golf cart. She paid no mind to the police cars, serving as a makeshift barricade to keep civilians at bay. It ignored orders to leave while drunkenly careening around the scene. You want to touch my tits, officer? Her actions and inability to follow directions, that's how they put it, uh -huh. her inability to follow directions put multiple deputies at risk from potentially getting shot at. 
The defendant had a distinct odor of alcoholic beverage coming from her person, and she was completely nude. And in the end, the standoff <sighs> concluded with her receiving, or with, um, sorry, the 18-year-old receiving medical care for a self-inflicted gunshot wound before being charged with loitering and prowling. He definitely had to be white. Yeah, he's shooting at people, and mm -hmm. he gets loitering and exactly. prowling. I mean, it doesn't say he's white, what? but yeah, tell we, me you're white without saying you're tell white. Me you're That's white what without this, saying you're like, white. Just charge him like we charge the other Mormons, loitering and prowling, right? Right, <laughs> right. and just soaking. So he gets. So, uh, so this is these are the the charges. He gets uh, loitering and prowling. He gets uh, felony possession of a firearm, carrying a concealed weapon, and resisting an officer. As for the girl, she was charged with resisting an officer without violence. Oh. Which is a new one. I didn't know that was a charge. Another white. Resisting an officer without yeah, violence. What's that like a fucking sit-in? That's you're like under arrest. She's like, nothing. She's white. like, I'm sitting in this cop car until the judge orders me to get out. You're under arrest. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. So, no thanks. So I'll pass. this one would be hashtag audacity. 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 The audacity of this hoe. Audacity right of the here. golf cart hoe. Yeah, you want one more? Yes. Uno mas. You like the arrogance theme? You yes. want to keep rolling with the arrogance yeah, stories? Yeah, let's do it. Totes. All right. All right. A Catholic bishop has resigned after falling in love with a satanic erotica novelist. He was fired. Fired. No, he's resigned. Fired. He self-selected out. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, out. they gave him the option. Do you want what? to be fired or should you just step away? Um, before he resigned, though, uh, he did uh, uh, actively support conversion therapy, which I don't know if you know what conversion therapy Hell is. Hell yeah, they try to do that for the people that, like, a lot of... The exorcists uh, or what? Well, 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 a lot of religions try to do that, convert their gaze mm -hmm. back to straight. If you, if you oh, exhibit yeah. a You'll a go behavior. to a camp. They'll send right. your ass to a right. camp and make you do manly shit and thinking you're going to come back different. Now you just want to fuck a man more. <laughs> yeah. I chopped down a tree. I don't want to suck dick no more. <laughs> now you went to a 30-day camp. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You went to a 30-day camp where you had to think about fucking a man. Yeah, it, for made, exactly. it made him want to be Around more. other men. It may have just been a wild weekend. This you don't got work. Out I want to suck yeah. even more dicks. Yeah, put, put, put him a gay dude in a camp with a bunch of lesbians. They turn into and see how that shit works. <laughs> that does sound like a reality show. It does. So check this out. He became a Catholic bishop in uh, 2010. Mm. He's 41 years old, uh, youngest bishop in all of Spain. And it seems like uh, the devout citizens found him to be a pretty good representation of their faith. He seemed to have a great reputation. Um, he announced his resignation around August because he claimed that he was falling in love with this satanic writer. Um, she was not only a writer, um, but she was a writer of satanic erotica. So she's writing sexy books. Now, check this out. Here's how they met. Um, he had... Previously had no contact with her. He um, had nothing but pure intentions when he contacted mm -hmm. her because her novels were filled um, with uh, information about the occult and demonology. Uh, he was actually seeking her out uh, because he felt that she might make him being more efficient at being an exorcist. Mm. So he claims that she was oh. he was consulting, even though she's demonic, he was just consulting so that he would be better at yeah. getting rid of demons. Because that, that's legit. That's a thing. The demons got him. The right. power of Christ will compel you. 
Right. So the power of Christ compelled him to, you know, slide into the DMs mm-hmm. and to, when, to that demon, right. to that demon mooch, the demons, the, the demons, <laughs> the demons DMs. And rather than uh, just learning a little bit about the subject, he fell in love with her. Mm. And look at the Lord working. He promptly abandoned his post. He said, I've fallen in love and I want to do things properly. He divulged the matter to the Vatican officials who discussed it with the Pope and himself before going public. So he like went straight up the Jeez. ladder and was like, I'm in love and I've never felt this way before. And she's a satanic hoe. <laughs> and that's okay because I'm using the dough. I'm I in think love that's how. with the devil. And then she broke yeah, up with him. Yeah. I'm under her umbrella. <laughs> Ella. Ella. I'm in love with the devil. Right. He he she so, watched, she, he was watching that Lucifer show too much. I'm glad that he chose to go that route instead of fucking with boys. That's true. That's what a lot of people <laughs> were <laughs> yeah, commenting yeah. on this story. Yeah. Was like, with all the right. People were commenting, number one, that at least it was a woman, and number two, that it was age appropriate. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. the same age. Like, you know? yeah. so he got the hell out of the game before he got crazy two, for his two ass. Two positives for the Catholics. Good job. Right. Good job. But then, yep. but then he self-selects out. Which is weird. It's like so he pulled out. It's like being a good player and What's choosing to go to the Raiders. <laughs> well, right now it's a sports they joke. Just lost this season Madden. wouldn't be a bad time mm-hmm. to go. To they the just Raiders. lost. Well, that would well. It would, this was a good season. They didn't make it to the playoffs, but they lost. Oh, surprising! They had a good start and didn't finish it. That surprises us. Like is Dallas, that what we're talking about right Dallas now? The Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, JP. I love you, brother. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, he had not only been a staunch supporter of gay conversion therapy, but admitted himself to having undergone the practice. So at one point in time, he had some gay thoughts, and he went to conversion and washed them clean. No longer thinks about gay dudes. <laughs> no longer. Oh, so he was thinking about his shit. And but. instead... Um, you know, he uh, he he read about this demon porn. Yep, <laughs> demon I mean, semen. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the demon semen. I don't know what the appeal demon is semen. of the demon porn. Demon, demon semen. What makes demon, demon erotica? Semen. <laughs> skate skate for Satan. Skate skate for Satan. What? Skate skate for Satan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, only mildly uncomfortable. Which part? Yeah. Is what you Just read all of it. <laughs> Just all of it. Demons. Well, yeah. that's a good way to yeah. end the episode. Yeah. Gosh, well, we just want to we want to thank our new sponsors. We really yeah, appreciate you having you guys on board. Thank you. I want to thank because we got the point. Thank you, Nick. Not only is the point our sponsors, but they provided us with weapons. Weapons of mass destruction. You can knock a motherfucker out on your hike, bitch. If you don't get the fuck you know on your hike, on your hike. You know what hike. I like about that bottle right there too. What? That is the perfect size for the whiskey and coke that I like to make. Damn, perfect size. That's my Damn. Moscow Mule size right there. Well, I like Damn. to I like to make a whiskey Damn. and coke where basically it's gonna last the whole night. Carl just I only says, want to make one of them. Carl just says, damn, because he doesn't know anything about alcohol. I damn. damn. <laughs> that should be my name of alcohol. It, it, damn. It should whatever, seem whatever response, whatever you get, this ain't, it ain't drunk. Remember, damn. Remember, I am drunk. You remember cold, cold Cock Malt Liquor? Remember that on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yep. Oh, my God. Yep. With the little fist would come out of the can and strike you in the face. Oh, I, I, yeah, that hilarious. was like the older cold yeah. cock. And I think yeah. it was uh, one of the first times was that around the time Chris like, Rock hosted. Uh-huh. It, I think With like yeah. sweaty balls and all those. Way that before. Was, that was before sweaty balls? Way before. Really? Yeah, way before. No, this balls. was yeah. like when Martin Lawrence okay. got kicked off SN. Got kicked gotcha. off. Sure right did. Gotcha. Sure yeah. did. Yep. 
All right. Well, so it's anyway, been a great episode. Anyway, we yeah, appreciate guys. you guys. We got uh, even more coming for Thanks you. Thanks for soon. tuning in. I want to yeah. tell you guys about. Uh, you know, we got another episode you're going to see from us again, but then we got a really uh, fun special guest who's going to come on. Well, don't ruin it for us. So stick around. Stick you gotta, around. You got to get through these episodes with us so you can get to the extra special guest. Extra specials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Holla at your boy. Peace. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us wherever fine podcasts are streaming.